Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today we're going to talk about uh, the talk about the congressional representatives of the Missouri Fifth and Sixth districts. Um, now, you guys know know who are local to the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. That's um, Emmanuel Cleaver of the 5th District and Congressman Sam Graves of the 6th District. Now, what kind of got this going a little bit is that Congressman Sam Graves sent out a survey that is quite timely and very interesting. And we just want you to chime in, talk a little bit about, you know, share a little bit about if you're interested. But the thing about this survey is that it is very timely and it gives you an opportunity to think about, hey, what's coming down the pike? Hmm? You know, and that's kind of what it's all about. We elect people and we just, you know, trust them to to do what's right. And, you know, we do we really have time? I think we've talked about this before when it comes to voting. Do we really have time to um, think about or research who is doing what and whether or not they're voting based on what your beliefs are, uh, whether it's in your best interest? You know, there's so many reasons to vote, right? But even better, there's even more reason to get into some research so that you vote for the candidate that has the, the, uh, your best interest at heart, right? I think that's what's in, in, important. Not And then not just your best interest, but the best interest of your communities. So you're not going to get a perfect candidate. You know, these guys have, and we're going to kind of chat a little bit about, about uh, these guys and everything. They've been in for, a, uh, in the, the uh, political arena for years. They're career politicians, right? So you're not going to get a perfect politician, just like you're not going to get a perfect person, right, to be whatever or do whatever. You're not going to get a perfect employee. You're not going to get a perfect uh, business person, business partner, or any kind of partner, right? You're not going to get a perfect person. But what you can do is research to make sure that the candidate that you vote for is within you, you know, using their, their best uh, interest for uh, not just themselves, right? You know, because people kind of grease their own palms and pockets and things like that. Um, you know, people are so into self and uh, monetary gain where sometimes they'll just sell out. And we'll see that. I don't know whether or not you guys have gotten this, but if you have, uh, go ahead and share big ups to whoever gave a thumb up, right? <laughs> I like it too. Thanks for the like. Uh, go ahead and comment and chime in and share if, you know, if you have something to say about it. But we're going to go ahead and get started on this because uh, it doesn't take all night to do. But I want to give you a chance to really think about what we're talking about here. We're talking about politics. 
and politics when it has uh, its interest in its best interest when it comes to business, when it comes to, you know, other other things. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it here, but let me go ahead and I'm going to share, I'm going to share this here. So uh, meet the congressman. That, <laughs> now they're congressmen, but by all means, ladies, you know, get involved, get involved in politics. I'd love to see young sisters, you know, come up and just maybe be career politicians too. We have some, you know, we Maxine Waters and, you know, that's the Democratic side. And I, you know, as far as the who is on the Republican side, I really haven't studied much about it, but this is really an important thing to do. But if you're into politics and you want to make it a career, uh, go ahead and do that because we do need people who have voices for the community. So uh, shout outs to all the uh, Facebookers, YouTubers, Twitchites, huh? <laughs> podcasters, you know, big shout outs to you guys. Um, now let's, um, let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and take a look at this. Now here, this, uh, this is, I found this information and, and just, it may be kind of repeat for those who kind of follow us and everything and who have actually viewed and, and listened to some of the broadcasts, but you can find out who your representative is by going to www.house.gov forward slash representatives forward slash find dash your dash representative and put in your zip code. And what that's going to do, that's going to bring up who your representative is. Now, uh, this is uh, this is, would be for whoever. So go ahead and try it. If you're in Kansas, try it. See what comes up. Go out to that website and and, and check it out. Uh, if you are in where else? Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, just put in the information and put in your zip code and see what comes up. Now I put in my information. I put my zip code in, and it it came up as one of two. It says your possible representatives. Now that's kind of interesting because, you know, of course, uh, we, you know, in the Oak Grove, shout out to Oak Grove, Missouri. Yeah. In the Oak Grove area, we're, um, we're actually on I-70. So we're close by I-70. Now the two possible representatives in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. Of course, uh, Clear, Cleaver, Emmanuel Cleaver, he is a Democrat and he is the congressman for the Missouri uh, 5th District. Okay. Then you have uh, Sam Graves, who is a Republican and he is the congressman for Missouri, the Missouri 6th District. Okay, so there, their pictures, and these, like I said, these guys have been doing this for a while. Mm, they've been doing this a while. Uh, now, who is Emmanuel Cleaver? Uh, for those who don't know, now this is Wikipedia stuff, but it's really it, it's valid in that those of us who have been around the greater Kansas City, Missouri area for, for years from Kansas City, shout out to Kansas City, know who Emmanuel uh, Cleaver is. But he is a career politician, but he's also a United Methodist pastor and an American, uh, great American politician. And I say great because look, 
He's been doing it a while. He made a decision to do it. Okay, then do it. He's done a lot with his life too. You know, okay, dude is, you know, in his seventies and everything. He should have accomplished a lot, but he has. And he's uh, the pastor at the uh, United Methodist Church there. I think it's on Paseo. So um, he's out there and over the fifth district, he's been uh, been in the House of Representatives since 2005. And uh, so he's been, done, done a lot. He's written uh, books, uh, American Coup, uh, political thriller. So that's the book that's that's listed here. Maybe should have been more, but, um, you know, people have time and do what they want to do. So that's Emmanuel Cleaver on the fifth district. Now, the sixth, sixth district is Sam Graves. He is, um, of course, again, a Republican and he. Um, has been in this district since 2001. That's a long time, you know, that's a long time. So even 2005 is a long time to me, huh? 2001 is a long time. Uh, go back and listen and take a look and do some research of the history of what these people have done for the the, their local communities and their greater communities. Um, let's look here at the uh, at the uh, information about Sam Graves. Now, Congressman Graves, if you know anything about the Missouri and the on the Kansas City side, uh, he is his district is like north. So you're looking at 29, Interstate 29, Interstate 30, north of the area. So it's on the north side of 70 and kind of way up there, right? That's where his district is. And I pulled some information from Ballotpedia.org, which is very resourceful uh, website, very resourceful when it comes to finding information about the different uh, politics, politicians, what they vote for, what they, the bills that they've written, uh, whether or not it's passed. I mean, it is a huge website that really, really is doing big things, right? So if you want to do your research, I would suggest going out to ballotpedia.org and checking them out. Now, his constituency, this is data, looks like from 2010. Of course, they had, uh, we had the, um, the uh, well, when you go out and you do the, the research and, and everything, the, the Census Bureau, the count uh, in 2020. So I don't know if that data is out there yet, but this is kind of old data, 10-year-old data, but it's still data, right? So it looks like the population for Sam Graves, he has a population of about 753,729 uh, uh, people. Now, the gender is about 50-50, uh, 49.8 male and 50.2 female. Now, of course, gender is important to me because you know, being female, but you, you ought to want to know the gender. I think uh, that's, I'd like to know what, what's, what's going on in the population. You know, we talk about different things uh, as far as population and, and uh, whether or not women have the 
proper with if they're getting paid the same as what men are getting paid uh, what's going on with women women are more likely to have children if we look at the um, the census as far as household the different households that are headed by women so if you're looking at the constituency it's kind of important to know well who are you who are you representing right so the representation in his area this is Sam Graves this is the northern part of the upper upper Missouri uh, north West part of this territory is uh, 50%, sort of 50-50 for women and men. And now what's interesting too, you know, your constituency, you want to know what races uh, are represented in those areas. So it looks like 91.3% are of white descent, uh, European American, uh, you know, white is... Um, that when you're t looking at the Census Bureau, of course, you have all the different nationalities, those are, or who are of European descent, right? So um, we know where Europe is and the ancestry for people that came over from those countries to the United States and where they reside. So they do go into heritage and, and uh, what, what, uh, nationality or what uh, heritage you belong to, right? Ethnicity. So if you know uh, that you are um, Italian-American and uh, you're also Irish-American, your mom was an Italian, your dad was was an Irishman, say so say. So if you know that you have those heritages in your uh, ancestry, then you were to tell, you know, put that on your census ballot or census information, right? I think everyone got one of those. I filled mine out, right? And it's kind of interesting too, going back to the census a little bit, uh, when it comes to who, who, who is out there, right? European Americans, they didn't know their heritage is you know, much as we did, you know, as far as African-Americans. So African-American, we are African-American. So can we say we belong to the Ibu tribe? We are from Kenya or uh, we're from uh, South Africa or we're from Nigeria and the different tribes in the African countries or continents. We, we really, we don't know. We don't know. But what's interesting is uh, i talked with quite a few of the census, it, European Americans don't know either, right? <laughs> so they didn't know uh, what heritage they belong to. All right. So here we're going to, oh, I don't know who this is. Uh, we have somebody just putting in a, a uh, advertisement in the chat. So, okay, well, we'll, we'll delete that later. We're not, definitely not going to show it. Uh, no, we don't want to be famous. We just want to get the word out. All right. If that answers your question, you can just move on. <laughs> move on and, and put that annoying, annoying uh, advertisement in someone else's column there. All right. So they didn't know either. But 
here, you know, we're listed as white or black. Now, again, you know, I consider myself African-American. Uh, black to me is a color. So uh, my, my skin is brown. I, I don't knock anyone that calls themselves black Americans. I, I, I respond to black American because I know who, who that, you know, who, who they are. Uh, it's part of my people, my heritage as well. Uh, but of course, when you're African American, you're African American. Now, um, you know, you can also have, when you do those ancestry.com and you go out there and you see, well, you put in and do the swab and put in to see what genetics you are. Uh, you know, it could be that, okay, well, maybe you're, you may only be uh, 30%. African American, right? And then maybe you're uh, European American or, you know, of other heritage, different parts of the world, you know, that's going to be kind of a different study, but that might be something to look into. You know, what, what is it? If you're really interested, I think that there's really one important thing uh, that we are, we are Americans. I think that's the most important thing. And because we live uh, and our ancestors have come from somewhere, everyone, unless you're an, a Native American and uh, we've all uh, made sacrifices. So anyway, and then of course, there's a percentage here for the black American, uh, black constituency in the area where Sam Graves is, it looks to be 4%. And then there's Asian, 1.2% uh, Asian representative uh, represented there in that area and ethnicity. Now, ethnicity, when they say Hispanic, 3.1%. Uh, now, the unemployment rate in that area looks to be 7.8%. Yeah, 7.8% in that area as far as unemployment. And then the, and this was in 2010. And then the median household income. So, of course, that kind of explains it. It's the average household income. Who, what is the, the most, what is the, the average household income of all of the incomes, whether it's um, if you're making 20000 dollars a year household income or whether you're making 80,000 or more whatever what is the the medium the average household income and that looks to be $49,367 uh, a year so and this was in 2010 and of course high school graduation rate is 89.2% and then you have your college graduation graduation uh, rate at 25.2%, which I think that that's just interesting. It's interesting to know, uh, because then you know what population is there and what is it of interest in, in his area, right? So you're looking at, uh, it's going to be more the majority of 91.3% or, uh, the majority of European American descent. And so how's he going to vote? <laughs> How is he going to vote? He's going to vote because of of uh, the majority of of who is who he's representing, right? So that's Congressman Sam Graves. Now Emmanuel Cleaver, Emmanuel Cleaver, uh, his area is more of the the lower part of the state. So 
you have, um, it's going to be in our area too here. So when you're looking at the map, you also have, it's going to be part of Lee Summit. It's going to be Blue Springs area. It's going to be out here um, in this area. Now, it's also going to include the greater Kansas City, the Kansas City, Missouri area. So you look and you see that too. And it goes north as far as Richmond, Lawson, goes north. And then it goes as far east as Slater, uh, Blackwater, Miami uh, County, Waverly. So those areas, Higginsville. Yeah, so that's his area. And that's, that's a pretty pretty big area. As far as the population is concerned, he's got his population uh, is a little less, which is interesting, huh? <laughs> the districting for that, because his population is seven seven hundred forty-seven thousand five hundred seventy-three, right? As far as population, now this is twenty ten data. The gender he has uh, not as many. Males is female, so he has 48.2% male and 51.8% female. Okay, so still kind of 50 50, but you, you know, it's still a little bit less than the females there and, and less than the males that are represented in the north, northern area of the district, the sixth district. So, again, this is the fifth district. His representation is 69.2% white or European American. So uh, not as many as what's north of here, right in the Sam Graves' district. Uh, and of course, uh, for the black representation of 21.3%. So that's way more than 4%. Okay. And then you have the 1.7% 1, 1 Asian and ethnicity for Hispanic, 8.7%. Okay, 8.7%. Now, his unemployment is higher. Hmm? His unemployment, uh, the constituency unemployed in his area, 10.7%. Oh, I wonder why. Hmm? I wonder why. Now, you had... Um, and that's kind of interesting because here we're going to, that's still uh, th three, three points more than what Sam Graves, his unemployment rate, 7.8%, uh, well, two point something, but still, you know, you have, you have, um, that's still more. And I think it's because, huh, your constituency, look, you have, um, African-Americans at 21.3%. Hmm. Now the median household income is less too. So they're making less in these areas. The median household income is 42 $42,572 annually, right? So yeah, you got that. And that, that's just interesting. The graduate, the high school graduation rate is less. That's 86.4%. And so you're, you're down, you're up when it comes to unemployment in this area, because we're looking at the population. It's about the same, but who is represented in the population is different. Okay. There's more African-Americans. 
there are more Hispanic Americans, about the same when it comes to Asians uh, represented in the area. And then the gra- and here the graduation rate, huh, is, high school graduation rate is down from the other district, the 6th district. College graduates. Now, college graduates in the 5th district is represented at 24.8%. Okay, so you're looking at, uh, it's still less than about 0.7%, half percent or whatever. It's not, it's not terrible. There's not a, a big disparity there. It's just tiny. So we're talking about college graduates. Okay, you got the college graduates. They're there. The representation is there, but the unemployment is high, higher. Okay, unemployment is higher, even though the uh, college graduation rate is there. Uh, the the household income is lower, even though you know you. It's just the disparity is there. You can recognize it, and of course, we see that there is. Um, there's a difference. There are, there are more African-Americans in this district and there's a disparity in the good numbers that should be represented. I think that the unemployment rate should be lower, right? Or just as neck on neck. Uh, what's up there? What's up, North guys? Huh? What's up there? Snow, cold. Hmm? What industries do you have? Casey's? Uh, shout out to Casey's. Dollar General, hey, Dollar General, I'll be there in a a day or two. Yeah, those are my stores too. But what's up there as far as industry? So, you know, your unemployment is lower up there, but you still have the same same numbers as far as residency, constituency, people that live there. So what's up there, guys? What's who's hiring? (laughs) Tell me, put it in there. Put it in the chat. Who is hiring? Big blessings to you, Dr. Clark. Amen. Who's hiring up north to where the numbers, the unemployment rate is lower and you're making more money, make it have good, better jobs. Yeah. Is that one income? Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with that. And I just think that it's pretty interesting that you're seeing the representation of the constituency people that live in the Missouri's 5th District, which does include the greater Kansas City, Missouri area and the lower part of the state. And of course, uh, the lower part when it comes to the greater Kansas City area, that's uh, Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver and the upper part of the area, uh, which (laughs) it's like desert up there. Mm? Hello, (laughs) but better numbers. So maybe moving north, guys, you might find a job up there. Not not as much unemployment. I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. All right. Now, here is the questionnaire, the survey. Here's the survey. And this is uh, something that Sam Graves, uh, the fifth district um, representative sent out. So you can sign up for it. 
you can go out to uh, the Missouri sites where they talk about like Meet Sam Graves, uh, the news. You can click on the news link, go out there uh, and check out and sign up for the different newsletters. I did, right? Um, I don't know why I haven't gotten one from Emmanuel Cleaver yet. I need to check to make sure that I've subscribed uh, for, you know, for his newsletter. But uh, here, I seems <laughs> they found me. Hmm? <laughs> so they found me. But, you know, I vote, too. I vote. I make sure that my voice is heard. I don't care if they're voting on uh, whether or not they should put... Uh, Oh, lines or street light up. I don't care. I'm going to vote. We have the right to vote. And we're going to chat a little bit about that here in a second. Uh, so here, he's sent out this questionnaire. It says, as dear friend, as your member of Congress, I would like to know more about your priorities and thoughts on key issues so that I can best represent you and all the people of North Missouri. Please fill out the following questionnaire. Okay, here's the big question. You guys ready? See, this is what they vote on. This is why it's so important to make sure that you vote for the person that is going to represent your interests in your area. Okay, question one, do you support or oppose efforts to defund the police? Mm-hmm, yeah, do you support or oppose efforts to defund the police? Yeah, so look, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, go ahead and put something in that chat if you want to share on that, yes or no, or or really the, the better is just think about it. Think about it so that you're prepared to answer the question because it's so important. You know, we're hollering defund the police, not we, some. Hmm? Some are hollering defund the police. Well, you know, I don't mind the idea of coming up with more resources to share in community discussions. I believe in that. Let's get the resources we need so that there's representation in the communities to where we can talk it, this thing through. Talk it out. Figure it out. Right. I think the communication is the number one key. And then uh, education. No. <laughs> Of course, education, you know, ASBNC training and consulting. There's nothing like it. Let's get some education and, and focus, skill focus, and uh, train and teach ourselves in, in ways to where it will help us be better citizens, better businessmen, you know, business. So here, oh, do I support the efforts to defund the police? Uh, no. I don't. I don't think because there's going to need to be somebody policing. Hmm? Somebody's going to have to police. Uh, the truth is, for those of us uh, that may or may not have guns in the home, hmm, you may and you may not. Uh, for an emergency or situation, look when you're when you're in a bad way or when you're needing help or or social justice first thing you want to do is uh, you're picking up the phone 
to call, huh? To call the police, aren't you? If something bad happens and you need some help, and really, what are you doing? You know, I hate to say it, but when you pick up the phone, you're saying, help, help, huh? So they're, they're sent who send some help, right? So what kind of help can, can be sent? So, oh, and what do the police have? <laughs> hey, good evening, Risa Singleton. Big shout outs to you. You know, we're asking for help. So if you're picking up that phone, you've dialed 911 and they've defunded the police. It's they're already tight. It, it if you get someone to show up, it's it's gonna be a miracle on it. I don't care where you are. Yeah. They're not gonna show up right away. They're gonna show up to some of the most important, maybe. Who knows? But you're you're calling to ask for help. That's the main thing. And if you defund the police then who's going to show up to help? Well, another thing, if they keep pressuring this, I'm, I'm thinking, and this is just me, hmm? this is just in my opinion, but if there's no local police, then who's next? Who's next in line to send help? If the state can't handle it, huh? Or yeah, maybe the state, maybe the sheriff. Yeah, maybe the county mounty. But really, if your local police can't handle it and there's a shortage there, who else can step in? That's military, martial law. Yeah. So you're uh, you're saying, OK, I'm going to defund my local government, but uh, let things get too out of hand. Guess who's going to step in? Huh? That military. Now, do I want tanks rolling in my street down? <laughs> hey, it wouldn't bother me as long as they wouldn't ro roll over my uh, my little van. Huh? But usually it's parked in the garage. But still, you know, actually it would. It's a big, scary thing. To me, it would be too big and too scary to have the military rolling down the street. Uh, because how do how do military guys? We, we're, we have issues. We definitely do. And big shout out to the families that are that are uh, making their discoveries and fighting for justice in court in the court system for old injustice uh, that has not been answered or or held uh, accountability or hasn't been given and you know help for that situation hasn't been given. So I'm very sensitive, and I think we all should be very sensitive to those that are uh, dealing with the oppression and has lost loved ones to bad decisions. Hmm? You know, we we're listening to a uh, radio broadcast today. And one of the issues is that uh, there's no, there's no real way to, to handle a situation. So the police that's in their mind. So what, what about the training defund the police? I think more training, train them to get them in shape to where, you know, they're not so scary. The, the first, you, you know, you're, you're just rolling down the way and you're going to roll over here and, you know, what seems to be the problem, you know, and you're not in shape to handle the problem or you're, 
you know, you're not dealing, you know, hand to hand combat. I, I don't know, you know, what, whatever it takes. But I think even to know the difference between a taser and a gun, <laughs> you know, uh, of course they are similar when it comes to hardware and configurations. You know, I went and participated in the, um, the local police academy here in Oak Grove, shout out to the Oak Grove police department. Yeah. So I participated in that and they wanted some volunteers to, uh, to experience the taser. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. And that was, I didn't have to say it. The look on my face was no, that's not going to happen. Uh, but those police officers, you know, train them. They're they're in training. They have the software and the uh, other virtual, virtual. Um, we experience the virtual uh, range and shooting. And you know, how do you how do you deal with uh, unexpected surprises? We cleared a building, but let's go back to how do you deal with the unexpected surprises? Uh, that software really was. You know, it's like an arcade, but it was very, very real because I walked through it. And yeah, you know, you really do have to train everybody. By the time I got through, you know, I was walking through and I don't think anybody was standing. <laughs> and, you know, because I was so lousy at it. But how do you how can you tell the difference here? You're a veteran. What is it to where it is it a mistake? And, and why does it have to be a fatal mistake? So in defunding the police, uh, I think that there should be more training on all the levels of communication, the sensitivity training, and the, the getting in shape to where you, maybe you'll have more confidence. You know, there, there's got to be plans. But I, I don't want this to, to get to the point to where there are tanks rolling in the street. Because trust me, somebody's going to police. Somebody's going to police. And if you balk loud enough, if you have a, a, the, the loudest whiner, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? So if you balk loud enough, maybe there'll be an experiment because we know where all this is going anyway. Yeah, so I, I think that there that would not be a good idea. So do you support or oppose efforts to defund the police? You answer that question. I just did. <laughs> so you have to answer that question for yourself. And I would say answer it. Think about it. All right. So what's next? Uh, do you support or oppose more gun control regulations? Oh, see, see where this is going. Yeah. Get rid of the police. Here comes the military. Get rid of the guns. Huh? You're less, you're less of a threat. Uh, anyway, do you support or oppose more gun control regulations? And that's something to think about, right? The regulations, I think, uh, can probably be better. I mean, it shouldn't be easy for a person with mental illness or a person that has had issues with domestic violence, uh, to, I don't think that those pe people should be able to get guns quickly. Uh, definitely look at the gun control. Look at the regulations that are already in place. And then from there, 
uh, I think that that things do need to be revised because of the situations. Uh, I don't know that we haven't really heard the numbers yet from COVID, and but I really have heard about different domestic issues, people being uh, having to be in close quarters, and the domestic violence, domestic issues increase because of what anger, frustration, unemployment. So did did uh, did the stimmy checks, stimulus checks, calm things down, huh? So okay, well we better give this brother a or this white or black doesn't matter. We better give this guy some money so that he can calm down. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just it just seems like there's just a lot of uh, could be. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But yes, I do believe that there should be a, a review. And of course, that takes time, that takes money, but it should be a continual thing to where you can review what's going on, uh, make sh making sure that laws aren't to be put on books and then forgotten about, right? So uh, we would put in uh, politicians so that they would keep an eye on what's going on, right? Not just putting out fires, but that's what these committees are for. Because even Sam Graves, he's part of, of a committee, uh, the interior infrastructure. We're going to see that uh, in number five here. So yeah, I think that uh, they should be reviewed and make sure that they're still in it where they need to be, because this isn't the wild west anymore right? We're not, this isn't gun smoke for all of you guys that remember that TV show. This isn't the wild west. This is, uh, this is a civilized, yeah, that we're a community where we're a nation of people. And, uh, but at the same time, uh, we, we do believe in civil liberties. So where we, you know, we do have the right to have them so that we can protect ourselves. Um, uh, but if you take away the police, then you want to regulate the gun. See, it's just, it's a little much. It's a little much. Something to think about. Number three, do you support or oppose stronger enforcement on our immigration laws, including building a border wall? Yeah, well, you know, there's already been a wall down there. You know, there's been a fence. There's already been border patrols. Uh, as far as immigration laws, I think that uh, there there are laws in place for immigration. You know, you want to come into the United States and be an American citizen or you have a visa. You know, I think what they're talking about are uh, people coming into the United States and they're poor people. They're desperate people. They're people that may have not gotten uh, jobs over in their country, Mexico border, that's what you're talking about the border wall, and then they want to come over here to work. Well, you know, uh, it, there's work is an honorable thing. It's a it's a good thing. How and and then too the labor in itself. These are jobs that um, are jobs that do pay, uh, but. Right. Uh, we don't have the, no more slavery. See, so so somebody's got to go pick the cotton. Huh? Somebody's got to go pick them, them apples and peaches and them pears or whatever. Right. So uh, that's what, what turning the blind eye to people coming over. 
you're providing a job. And, you know, it's kind of funny. And I'm not going to go biblical on this one, but I, I'm going to think about it because there's uh there. You're not supposed to glean everything to where the poor don't have a place to come to to make and eat. Right. To make a living and eat. Uh, I think that there should be something in place because people are dying coming over here that in children they're they're dying. And that's not cool. I, you know, I, I think that there should be something in place. But uh, stronger enforcement of our immigration laws, I think that there should be something to help protect those that are making that decision to come over and uh, to help in any kind of way we can. Now, these are brown people doing this. Um, if they were, I don't know, America's borders are, you know, what is it? If you have money, the influence, the affluent you know, whatever, you can come over and, and get the visa or you want to come over and uh, study, you can do that. You know, if you're from China or whatever, any other country, come over and study, you can do that. But if you're going to just jump over the wall, there's an issue with that. And I think people are just dying and it, it's hurting. Uh, people are, they're hurting themselves to make that effort, but there should be something to help on both ends. Uh, yeah, including building a border wall. There was already something down there, you know. It, I, I don't get it. So I'll have to study that some more. We, we, this wasn't an issue uh, 20 years ago. It, it was already down there, right? Well, why now? You know, I, I, I think that this is a question of who's, who's jumping the wall, who's jumping the fence, right? And, um, you know, from there it just goes on. So... Uh, do I support stronger enforcement of our immigration laws? I, I don't support that, but I think that something needs to be done to help people because they're hurting themselves coming over. Okay, do you support or oppose adding additional justices to the Supreme Court known as packing the court? Uh well, the Supreme Court justices that we've had uh have already have already been there, right? So it's been working all these years. Why why pack the court? Why put more? You know, is it is it going to be a better a better vote? I don't I don't know. Um so all right, uh Reza says oppose I support more gun control regulations. And Reza, thank you for that. So we're going to go ahead and put that up. Beautiful sister there. I support more gun control regulations. All right. And this one, I think the border laws need to be looked into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. All right. Good. And, you know, so when we're looking at the uh, packing the court, I think that they're just to what advantage, right? You're, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you tend to vote conservatively, you tend to vote liberally. Uh, laws are laws. And the Supreme Court, they're there to interpret the laws. You know, you're, you're they're there to interpret the laws and to to make it more clear based on their level of understanding, you know, they're the Supreme Court, right? Right. 
So adding to it additional justice is why. You know, if that's the case, uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't support. I oppose adding additional justices. I don't see the, the reasoning as far as why the, the number of the court justice system that has been there uh, since the since court, you know, has been there, the Supreme Court has been there, has, has been, they've worked as well as they're going to work. Uh, I think they're saying, okay, well, you get to vote more in, maybe I'll get someone to vote the way I want to vote. Well, you know, I think that that's kind of where, where you get a chance to uh, uh, allow for that because the president actually can ask, you know, present someone to be uh, on the Supreme Court. And then uh, there's a there's a vote there to see. Uh, no, I oppose that. All right. Number five. Should an infrastructure bill be focused solely on traditional infrastructure like roads and bridges or include other items like housing and electric vehicle chargers hmm. as the president has proposed? Infrastructure. Well, they're going with electric cars. Electric cars, electric vehicle chargers. You know, who, what, what makes the, the, the electricity? Hmm? What makes the electricity? Uh, the best source of energy is the sun, I think. All right. So I'm going to hold off on that thought here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so I think we're talking about Riza as far as the uh, the adding more to the Supreme Court, adding more justices to the Supreme Court. And I believe Riza says absolutely not, not in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah, who wants to do that? All right, so here we go. As far as infrastructure, let's go to that. So the infrastructure, they're wanting to the bill to either be solely focused on roads and bridges or include other items like housing and electric vehicle chargers. Ah, infrastructure. Traditionally, it's been roads and bridges. So how uh, we, we hear a lot about the bridges. You know, we've been hearing the complaints that they're so old and they're ready to come down. The bridges are very old. The infrastructure was built, uh, what, you know, the old highways and the interstate. So they're, they're pretty old, too. There's work that can be done on them. Uh, the bridges, I think, need to to definitely be looked at. So if we, I'm kind of a focused kind of a person because if we add everything else, then it's just going to take away from really focusing on the real problem, which infrastructure, I believe the real problem is roads and bridges. 
You know, if I'm driving over a bridge, I don't want that thing coming down. I just don't want it coming down. I don't want it coming down on anyone. So, you know, and we're talking about there's so many bridges out there that need to be looked at. Huh? Yeah. So here's uh, Risa. She's saying include other. I'm not sure about the electrical charger. I'm not sure about the electrical chargers for cars, though. Mm, I'm not sure about include other. So she's saying that she would like to have it include other, too. Mm, but not sure about the electrical chargers for cars. So the bill should include the roads and bridges and the electrical chargers for the cars. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad idea. It's just, will they focus it to, to fix the roads and bridges? Because what we've experienced in the past is uh, they'll say, okay, well, this, this is for the roads and bridges and still nothing gets fixed. Uh, I remember working with the team and the team was saying, okay, well, we need these donations and these donations are going to go specifically for this particular item. And I'm like, okay, well, this item is needed and I need this item to keep participating. So I'm going to go ahead and pay mine off, right? Well, then come to find out they took that resource, that money and paid something totally different, right? So, I mean, based on what we agreed on, that didn't even get handled because they took the money and put it towards something else. And that's my concern about how things happen when you start bundling all of these things, you know, so much fat in these bills already and fine tuning. And it says even housing, Huh? Infrastructure housing? Well, what's that going to do? You know, the real estate market taxes are already going up. Yeah, the uh, property taxes, real estate taxes are already going up in Jackson County. And what uh, what the the worth of value, property value, uh, what it was worth, uh, a home back in Blue Springs, $120,000 home back in uh, 2000, 2001, it was 120000 And now just the worth of it, I mean, it, it just went up, right? So it's like over 200000 It's double that. Same, same raggedy house. <laughs> same property, you know? Uh, so what are we looking at? Infrastructure, the value of it. So what are they really wanting to include housing and electric vehicle chargers? Okay. So electric cars, have you ever driven an electric car? I, I, <laughs> have you ever driven an electric car? Now, I'm not trying to bash those who drive electric cars. Hmm? Yeah, I'm not trying to bash you. Now, if you drive an electric car, <laughs> you know, Go for it, you know, drive it. But, you know, if you can, but I like to get up and get on that highway. Yeah. And I'm not doing it in an electric, electric car. Uh, I mean, it, it, look, it, it's quiet, you know, energy efficient. But see, that's still electricity. So what are we doing 
Hmm, you're not going to, you're not going to go as fast. Give me a Dodge any day, huh? Give me a Dodge and I'm going to put my foot on that. I'm, that muscle car. Ooh, that look, it looks good too, right? My little van, she gets up and she goes, hmm? gas, <laughs> not electric. <laughs> no. Hmm? And then you're talking about electricity. What does it take to generate electricity, guys? Yeah, electricity, generate generating electricity is not cheap. It's not cheap. It takes energy, other energy like nuclear or coal. And we're not into wind, you know, wind energy, I don't think. Solar energy, not, I don't think. There's just not enough mass ways of generating energy. I, there was a campaign by uh, the big tech people. They were saying, okay, anyone that could come up with an idea to uh, develop energy, let us have it. You know, let us know. Yeah. And it's still, that just kind of went away. Yeah, it went away. But it's still a very valid a very valid thing that needs to happen. So I'm the electricity, what are we really saving on? So you're taking it from the oil and oil refineries and all that and to produce the gasoline, but then here you still have to produce that that electricity, electric cars. So what are we doing? We're just switching things around. In long term, what's going to be the better better form of energy? Hmm. Uh, really, I need to get to work. I need to get to an appointment. I need to, <laughs> I need to get to the office. I'm, I'm going to step on some gas. I'm not trying to eh, ease my way. I'm trying to get there. Yeah, uh, I think that they should come up with a solar car. The, the, there's free. It's free. It's out there. The sun. He, he generates all kinds of things, all kinds of energy for us. So I think they should come up with the solar car uh, housing. I think they've already twisted things around and we're in the dumps already when it comes to the dollar. We're in debt. Um, I think it'd just be a sneaky way to do something. I don't know. I'm just not into it. So I would I would say I would say to that question. Uh, should an infrastructure bill be focused solely on traditional infrastructure like roads and bridges? Yes. Yes, we should focus on traditional infrastructure. That's me. That's what I say. All right. And then he also has a section here. Is there anything else you'd like me to know? See, this is a congressman that, that is be being very proactive, I think. So, yeah, of course, he's going to, I don't know how, how he votes. He's a pretty clean guy. He's a Republican, and he's, he's been, you know, pretty, pretty clean, pretty, pretty standard when it comes to uh, Republican uh, voting in the Republican format and, and uh, what Republicans kind of get together and say, hey, how are we going to vote? He traditionally votes with the Republican. Yeah, so... Anyway, pretty good survey, pretty good. And then once you once you complete it, and it's just a little dot thing, right? So you select uh, what you'd like, and then you click the submit button. And then um, 
you can also click to open in a separate window. You know, you don't have to do it right from your email. This came to my email, very convenient. And it gave me uh, a way to where I can kind of check it out and think about it. Uh, it says, by submitting this survey, you agree to receive email updates from Congressman Graves. Not a problem. Look, I, I see what you guys are doing. You're pretty transparent. That's cool. Uh, now, I also believe every, every form of life has already been accounted for. Form of life, uh, business, uh, relationships has already been accounted for and documented. I believe that. So I'm like, okay, well, it has. What what do, does the Bible say? Uh, I'm a Christian. I am. I'm a Christian. Okay. I, I, I let the cat out of the bag, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> yes. So it's like, okay, what does the Bible say about voting? So I turn to Deuteronomy chapter one, verse 13, and this is in the English standard version. It says, choose your tribes wisely, understanding and experienced men, and I will appoint them as your heads. Hmm? So we know God was saying that, right? Choose your tribes wisely, understanding and experienced men, and I will appoint them as your heads. So when you're voting, choose somebody that's understanding and experienced and, you know, has it going on. I, I, I don't know. It's a lot, a lot happening, but they should understand enough to fight the battles that make, make a difference to the people, to help the people that they're representing. All right. Romans 13, one through 14, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but to also, but also for the sake of conscience. Okay, so, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, let's put people in there. Let's vote and where we're comfortable with the decisions that are being made so that we can uh, make sure that, yeah, if he's appointed, he's going to represent what's right, what's good. And we won't have a problem with following, uh, working with people that are uh, uh, understanding and uh, good conscience and, you know, for the sake of, of good conscience and who are experienced in what they're doing. Okay. Proverbs 29, two, this is the last one. When the righteous increase, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice but when the wicked rule, the people groan. 
What does that say to me? Uh, that means that look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there and vote. I'm gonna research these people. I'm gonna research what they're wanting to, what they're having to make a decision about, and why should they make the decision by themselves? Those are some pretty big, big things to do. Hmm? We're not. Don't be lazy. I don't want to be lazy and and put the all the burden on our representatives. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. That's not his job. His job is to represent, not make decisions for me. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I can make, I can make some decisions. Yeah, I'm a grown woman. I don't have to sit up and and uh, and uh, let somebody just live and just let somebody else make the decisions for me. That's why I believe we're in the big big mess we're in now. We've been too tired, too busy too frustrated, too broke, too uh, whatever, you know, to where we've just let people just make uh, make whatever decision that they think is best huh? or, or not so best. But I think that as young people coming up, shout out to all the youngsters. Hmm? Research, research, and, and read all of the information available to you. That's why I include scripture. You better believe it. That right there is going to get us to the truth because it is the word of truth. Whether you realize it or not, whether you accept it or not, just try it. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, okay, well, this is what it says. Let me try it. I found that it's true. I found that it works. So, yeah, we don't want to put people in that are not um, not good. Hmm? All right. We don't want to put, pe put people in that are not good. We, we'll have trouble. Okay, last slide here, and here it is. Customer success. We have a customer success class this Saturday. Uh, we usually have classes at ASBNC Training and Consulting on Saturdays. Uh, that is kind of a uh, pretty popular day in that people don't have to go to work or be bothered with um uh, being shuffling between having to do their job and also attend class. Well, this customer success class is a really, really, really cool class. Uh, we usually have it for our corporate uh, sponsors or corporate representatives, people that that work in the corporate arena, so that you know they send their their uh, their people in, and, and we get a chance to train them and about what uh, customer success is all about and, you know, customer service learn uh, about providing customer service to all uh, and how to uh, keep a customer happy and learn how to build customer loyalty so what we practice scenarios now it's kind of a short class because it's only four hours and we do take breaks in there uh, but uh, when you walk away as with all of our classes, we just don't leave you there. We don't leave you at the end of the class. Thank you. And we'll see you later. We will work with you. So, you know, scenarios and we have some other options and opportunities for you to participate outside of the class and you kind of a, an extension and to continue on uh, with your learning process and everything. It's a lot of fun. So go ahead and check that class out and you can, uh, you know, definitely go out to the ASBNC uh, training and consulting, asbnc.com, www.asbnc.com. And we'll uh, definitely work with you and get you, get you enrolled there. And it's this Saturday. So you'll, you know, we, we have them periodically too. So 
you'll get a chance to uh, sign up if you don't have time this this Saturday. We'll get a chance to get you signed up at another time. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Hmm. Big shout outs to our congressman in the greater Kansas City area, uh, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver and Congressman Sam Graves. I think we, we went through some things. You guys do your own research. This is uh, your life. You don't want anyone else to live your life for you and make decisions that aren't in your best interest. No, you don't want that. And um, I definitely don't want that. So I would suggest that uh, we all make sure that we're uh, learning about what's going on and, and taking advantage of the resources that are out there to do some quick research. And this is just an opportunity to help you do that. All right, then. Uh, I had a great time. I had a good time. Thanks for joining. Thanks for chatting, uh, Risa <laughs> and everyone. And uh, if the Lord says the same, yeah, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice now.